Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Tahlequah United Methodist Church, feel free to go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. For these last three weeks and, and into this week, we've been studying the book or the letter, Paul's letter to the Church of Philippi, also known as Philippians. We've been studying this letter with the idea of finding joy where we are by living faithfully, being encouraging, by reaching the goal, and rejoicing always. And we've done that with, with kind of centering ourselves in the, uh, with um, the serenity prayer written uh, by Reinhold Niebuhr. And if you remember uh, kind of the story behind that is that Niebuhr challenged his church and they prayed this church uh, for a long time and they started seeing the changes that was making in them and in their congregation. And so for this last month, we've been praying this prayer together. So you have one more week of, of praying this prayer, but I don't want you to like shuffle it aside. I want to encourage you to, to put this prayer in, in a good spot, uh, in a place for you to remember it or for you to be reminded uh, of this prayer, because it is one of those prayers that if we lean into and pray it just a little bit more, it will help us even in the midst of all the things that are going on in our world. And so before we dive into today's uh, lesson and, and scripture reading today, I want to invite us to center ourselves in prayer. And so let's pray. Gracious and most loving God, you hear our prayers. Help us in this time and space just to let go of what's keeping us from growing closer to you and help us find joy where we are by being faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. Lord, in this time and space, as the, the scripture is being read and, and we're meditating on it, and, and as I'm preaching, Lord, may your Holy Spirit come to all of us who are listening and, and may we be transformed so we can transform the world for your kingdom to be made known and real for this world. Holy Spirit, come. Loving God, comfort. And smiling Jesus, lead us to where you're calling us to be. In your name we pray. Amen. So the, the chapter we're reading today is Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. Listen to these words. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and miss, who are my joy, and crown, stand firm in the Lord. Loved ones, I urge you, Yuda, and urge you, S, to come to an agreement in the Lord. Yes, and I am asking you, loyal friend, to help these women who have struggled together with me in the ministry of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the scroll of life. Be glad in the Lord always. Again, I say, be glad. Let your gentleness show in your treatment of all people. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything. Rather, 
bring up all of your requests to God in your prayers and your petitions along with giving thanks. Then the peace of God that exceeds all understanding will keep your hearts and minds safe in Christ Jesus. From now on, brothers and sisters, if anything is excellent and then if anything seems admirable, focus your thoughts on those things. All that is true, all that is holy, and all that is just, all that is pure, and all that is lovely, and all that is worthy of praise. Practice these things. Whatever you've learned and received, heard or saw in us, the God of peace will be with you. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. So how do we find joy with all that's going on in this world? To be honest with you, yesterday it was really fun to watch um, the social media feeds during the OU Texas game and and watching, and depending on what side uh, the person was on, or actually multiple sides, because some people just don't care and some people just uh, aren't a Big 12 fan. But it was fun watching how people would rejoice and how that would shift and how that would change and, and the angst and the, and the anxiousness that was coming about the game. And, and I was uh, kind of following along with the game on my ESPN app and it had dropped. I was like, well, I'm going to go uh, drive around and listen to it on the radio because I was intrigued to see how it would happen and how the game would shake out because, well, it's, it's, it's an important thing for our state how to, how to know how this game goes because, well, it is. I mean, it's, it's been that way for since, almost since the state was a state. And it is truly important. I remember one time when I was uh, associate pastor in Norman, I preached the Sunday after the OU Texas Sunday. And it wasn't a good Sunday for OU fans. There was not much rejoicing in that sanctuary, more like lamenting and disbelief. But we're called to rejoice always. Paul's push to us is to rejoice always in all circumstances. And so how do we find joy in the midst of rejoicing when things seem to be in the darkest valley? It's simple. We look for the light because it's always there leading us and guiding us and shaping us and moving us. It's there giving us just a glimmer of hope that we'll get through this. It's there pushing us forward and not just sitting back and waiting for something to come and change things. It's, it's there. The light is there. We just have to be open to receive it. And sometimes we find joy in the small things. I know there are some people who find joy just getting out of bed in the morning because it's another day that the Lord has blessed them with. I know there are people who find joy in just having a small morsel of food because that's all that they have and that's all that they need. We can find joy in the midst of where we are by rejoicing, by just giving thanks to God for all that he has blessed us with. And, and, and just continually, again, as Paul said, rejoice. Paul reminds us in this verse, and in verse 4, to be glad in, in, in uh, you know, the traditional blessing, the traditional scripture translation is rejoice. Rejoice. We sang that song, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Think about if you were in a, in a difficult situation. That might be a good song to sing to maybe get you out of that funk. Even if you're singing it angrily, it can shift your attitude. Trust me, I've been there. I've used, this song, I've used that song as a, as a time to kind of calm me down when I was angry. 
And it does sound interesting when you say, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, Rejoice. We've all been there, haven't we? We have to look for the good. We have to realize that God is using us and and working on us and through us. And I think sometimes we get so caught up on that. We want God to work on us that we forget that in everything we do, God is working through us to show people the light that they may need. We're showing uh, people how God's love can work in this world. And everything we do from when the time that we wake up to the time we go to bed is an opportunity to share the good news that God loves us and cares for us and there ain't nothing we can do about it. Even on a bad day, God can work through us. We have to keep that in mind, how we treat one another. Because, you know, that's part of the problem that we face today. We've forgotten how to treat one another out of love. Because we become so self-centered that we want our joy. And sometimes we're just not going to find joy. But what if we, in the middle of not finding joy, what if we just decided we weren't going to be tied by finding joy, we were going to be tied by sharing love? If we tied into love and allowed love to be our work ethic instead of joy and happiness, because joy and happiness are temporal. Love endures forever. God's love endures forever, as the psalm reminds us time and time again. I love how Paul says this. He says, be glad always. And then he does the very Paul thing and says, I'm going to explain it to you. Here's how you do it. So here's how you do this. First, don't be anxious. I know that's hard to hear, but sometimes in the middle of of storms, in the middle of when things seem all crazy, uh, being anxious is one of the worst things we can do. And and so my remedy for that and and my my charge for you on that, when you're feeling anxious or you're feeling uh, that anxiety grab a hold of you, take a deep breath and just practice breathing. Because in that moment, all you need to worry about is your breathing. That's the one thing that keeps you alive. And so even as the world may seem to be falling down, if we just practice our breathing, could you imagine how we would respond? Could you imagine how much love we could share, even though the world is falling apart around us? If we are unanxious presence in this world, and we say, it's going to be okay, God is in control, God will handle this, and it will look a little bit different if we let go and just breathe and allow God in. Because here's what happens. When we get anxious, we shut everything off. We become tunnel-focused. And, and we become so tunnel-focused on the wrong things. We need to be tunnel-focused on God and allowing God to lead us out of the dark valley. We need to be open to the possibility of God working on us and through us. And, and when we uh, get so caught up in anxiety that we forget that it will be okay that God is with us. And that in this dark valley, we will make it through because the Lord is my shepherd. Should not be afraid. Paul reminds us to slow down, that the Lord is near. God is with us, around us, working on us and through us. And if we slow down, we can, we can open ourselves up to the possibilities of how God may be working on us, even though it may seem a little chaotic right now. And sometimes all we have to do is is to slow down and then give our struggles to God. 
I know that seems very practical, but how often have you been in one of those difficult situations? And, and, and the one thing that you should have done all along was give it to God. And, and if you would have given it to God, could you imagine how much it changed? Could you imagine how much it would be better if we would have just said, all right, God, it's yours, surrendering it to God. And then we find joy when we practice the love of Jesus. We find joy when we practice love like Jesus. Because far too often, we don't. We become so caught up, we become so tunnel-focused that we forget this is really about showing people how God's love works in the midst of chaos. I came across this, this interesting story this week and, and, and in an upper room, and it was written by uh, Pastor uh, Martin Pike Jr. He wrote this really interesting devotional. He said, uh, three minutes had lapsed since I had taken my seat at the counter. Waitresses passed me by. Two cooks and a bus by took no notice to my presence sitting at the table. My ego was soothed only because the truck driver seated next to me was ignored as well. Have you ever been there? One of the restaurants where everything, you and it seems like a few others are being ignored. And, and I, Martin thought to himself, maybe this counter's off limits. So I said that to the to the trucker, maybe this is off limits. Maybe they're short on help, the driver responded. Then I became a little bit more angry and said, maybe they don't want our business. And the truck driver said, maybe they're taking care of those tables. Time marched on and continued to move, and I became more angry and angrier. And then I said, maybe they don't like us. truck driver responded, the air conditioning feels so good, I don't mind waiting. And at this point, after being angry and frustrated, not only at what was going on in the situation, but what was going on in the, uh, around me, you know, the truck driver was trying to neutralize me. I finally got a wait waitress to stop and give us some water. But she said the water had been cut off and nothing was working, and we were just scrambling to get by. The truck driver heard this, and all he did was just smile, thank the waitress, and went about his day. I wasn't like the truck driver, Martin remembered. I was being an unanxious presence. I was trying to get other people to rile up with me, and be jerks, but the truck driver took the high ground. And it was here where Martin realized that maybe he needs to listen to his sermons a little bit more often. How often do we preach that we say God's love, but then don't show it? How often do we struggle with finding joy where we are because we're so tunnel vision and not focused on Jesus? If we open ourselves up to God working on us and working through us, we find ourselves in places and situations where we can share the good news. But we have to be open to that. We have to be uh, that reality, that realization that God is working on us and working through us. Paul challenged the church in Philippi to do this, to be gentle, to be anxious, and to practice love. 
Could you imagine if we did this as Christians? To be gentle, not to be anxious, and to practice love. There's going to be a situation this week where you're going to have to do that. It happens every week. And so how are you going to practice those things? Because I I bet if you do, you'll find joy. Because we find joy when we serve God. We find joy when we open ourselves up to God working on us and working through us. We find joy no matter what's going on in our life around us by just being a faithful servant and showing the world what God's love looks like. And so I want to challenge you this week as you wrestle with that, as you think about that, that that surrender yourself to God and allow God to work on you and work through you. Recognizing to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can. I love the serenity prayer because it grounds me, it centers me, it reminds me that it's not about me and it's being about right relationship with God. And that's what this prayer does for me. It helps me find joy no matter where I am. It helps me find joy by by rejoicing and and saying thanks to God and showing the world what God's love looks like. It helps me find joy by by being faithful. It helps me find joy by, by being present and loving and caring for one another. And so to ground us, to to bring this sermon series to a close, I want to once again invite us to pray this prayer together. But I don't want to just pray it like we we would pray it sitting in the congregation together. What I want you to do right now is I want you to just take, just kind of get yourself loose and, and, and hold your hands out like you're about to receive something. And so just hold your hands out like you're about to receive something. And now I want you to close your eyes and take a deep breath and receive this prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as a pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever and the next. Amen. And so church, I invite you, if you have this prayer, print it off for you. Put it in a place that you need it. Put it in a place that maybe somewhere along the way that you find it and it reconnects you to God. Because when you do that, when we make those connections, we will rejoice and we'll find joy no matter where we're at, whether we're in the darkest valley or the highest low. God is still working on us and working through us. And so you're not alone. God is with you. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So we're going to stand and sing hymn number 716, Rejoice, the Lord is King. And we're going to sing the first and last verse. So we're going to sing verses 1 and 4. So let's stand and sing. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Tahlequah United Methodist Church, feel free to go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.